This is Jeff Leoto of Loquate TV, uh, where work meets faith, and I'm interviewing my friend Gary Rabine. Gary, uh, can you tell us a concrete example of um, uh, some something that you did that you felt very good about? Nobody could ever take away from you, or couldn't convince you it wasn't good for yourself. Great, thanks, thanks very much, Jeff, for uh, having me today. I appreciate it. Um, it's funny you say concrete because we love concrete, we love asphalt, and all the stuff that has to do with pavements. We pave parking lots in every state in the country, and we're one of the only companies that can pave concrete or asphalt, small and very large scale, faster, higher quality, and safer than anybody else we know in the country. So that's kind of our niche, and that's what we do. We, we bring technology to our business like nobody else in the country. We use drones and artificial intelligence, a lot of crazy, fun stuff, right? We, we, we create... We create uh, prettiness in a uh, dirty business. Okay. We try to do. So we're talking about your faith story now. Yep. So you're going to share that story with us. So, so I have a lot of lot of a uh, lot of fun stories that that you know our our, our our faith has come into play in and has guided us. And and one I, I like to think about or I like to talk about is one that's come full circle. You know, in the last couple of years. And I'll use this one as an example, and I can go back and, and, and talk about where it has come from. But, but I, I had a gentleman in my business, I actually bought a small company that had an amazing sales leader at the helm. This, young, this, this, this man uh, started a company in a dirty business of seal coating in a small market, and he grew the business super fast. And, and, and I watched him do this, because he called me as a mentor to mentor him in his business, and I had fun mentoring him. But, but what I saw in this, in this man is the ability to grow a business with great sales acumen, great service-minded acumen, um, and, and understanding differentiation. Grew a business from nothing to something fast. So, so after getting to know him as a mentee of mine, I, I, I was impressed with him. I said, man, you know, I want this, this guy on my team. So, I, so I, we started talking about buying him out. Only after a couple years in business, I, I, I ended up buying him out. And I bought him out exclusively to get him on my team because he was one of the best sales people I'd ever seen, sales leaders I've ever seen. The bottom line is this guy was amazing. And he came on board and with, within a few years he was selling $10 million a year in parking lots and within five years, $20 million a year in parking lots. The most I think anybody's ever sold in the country as far as a parking lot salesman, right? Selling asphalt parking lots and concrete. So. So, so this this gentleman uh, was amazing, uh, but but he but he, he had one time had issues in his life. In his fourth or fifth year, he he started reverting back to some of his issues. He started going against the core values that that he'd been hired on to to live within. Um, and and when he came on board, you know, at that point we had core values, but we probably didn't live by them as much as we should. We probably didn't hold people accountable, um, talk about them all the time as much as we should have and could have. Um, so so this person. Maybe didn't think we were that serious with him. But at one point, uh, five, let's say five year, four and a half, five years in, he started doing things to show that yet he couldn't maybe live by our core values anymore. Um, so you had to make yeah. a decision about this. So, so he was still selling just as the most ever. He was, he was still a huge benefit to our business and, and a, great, a great team member when it came to profits. But he'd become a person that, that was, was not respecting others around him, wasn't respecting our customers as much as he could, and he was, he, he was doing things that just weren't, weren't of our values, right? So we, we ended up, uh, I ended up coming to the realization that we had to let him go. And in doing this, it wasn't easy, because I, I loved him as a person, I, 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 I cared about him, but I realized he wasn't fit for our business any longer, so I had the meeting with him. And when I met with him, 
we, you know, he didn't expect to be let go, and 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 you know, it was a tough, tough, tough hour. Right, two, two you, hours. You talk to the rest of your people too, what? and for them, it was like, gee, do we really want to do this? Are you sure you really want to do at this? At this point, at this point, I talked to a couple of my leaders in my business, a president I had at the time, a, 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 a chief financial officer at the time. Uh, and somebody else was a leader in our sales sales uh, side of our business, and they and they they couldn't understand how I could do this. You can't fire this person. This person is the by far the the big, biggest salesperson we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I said, are, do you feel, think his core values are matching with ours? And they and they said, well, no. I said, okay, well then we can't have him on our team anymore. Mm-hmm. He can't live in their core values. Do you think he can live in our core values? Well, no. And I said, well then we got it. We have to separate ways. And so in that in the meeting we had. I'd never cried so much as I did in, in, in talking to this person and letting him go because I seriously cared for him. And I, and I told him, you know, I'm going to pray for you. I want to be your friend forever. Let's stay in contact. You're going to find a great job after you make these changes in your life. Hopefully you're going to find a great job somewhere else. And uh, and he expressed the fact he didn't want to work anywhere else. He wanted to be here and because and, he loved this, 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 this organization. Um, and so it ended up... Uh, uh, we, we we parted ways, but step, kept in contact on a weekly basis. And and I, and, I'm, and I, I was telling him, my, my wife and I are praying for you. We know you're going to get through this, and, and we, we're going to be there for you all the way through. And if if you decide to come back to work with us, great. But you're going to find an opportunity, maybe better somewhere else, making more money, probably. Um, and he continually expressed the fact that for two years that he was out of work, he con- continually said, I don't really want to work anywhere else. I'm going to I'm going to figure this out. Um, the first year it got worse, and then after, after that he met somebody in his life that, that really turned his life around, and, and uh, a, a gal that, that, that uh, is his fiance today. Um, so within within two and a half years or so, we he started talking again to us about a job, and he's been back on our on board on our team for over a year now. He's made a huge difference. Gary, Gary, I want to just uh, ask you, you know, at, uh, was there a particular point in time where uh, he still hadn't come to your company? But you had a, a conversation with him, and it was. Um, can you tell us about that conversation? Well, I mean, I can remember you know many conversations, but one conversation in particular was, um, you know, when when he was he was struggling with this stuff still, and it, it and still didn't. I don't think he still felt like he was, and uh, you know, and, and we you know, I mean, I, we. We didn't really, you know, I didn't really see at this point that he was going to get through his problems. He didn't have the direction. Let's say six months in, didn't have direction. He might have gotten worse with with his challenges, right? And and you know, he he could he could he could hear he can tell I was crying on the other end of the phone, and I could feel him crying on the other end of the phone. What I think is so amazing about this is that you stayed with him. He knew you were his friend, and you knew he was his your friend too, and you could stay with him. Um, irrespective of how much progress, it wasn't. It wasn't a conditional thing. Is that right? Definitely. I mean, it wasn't about us okay. anymore. It wasn't. About, it wasn't about profits, right? It wasn't about success. Just two people. It was about success in his life, hopefully, right? Okay. Bro- brothers and in, in, in God, right? Yeah. And so. And, and when you talked about you talked about uh, your customers, um, you had he was he handled like uh, you had how many accounts that this guy was? You know the number was was somewhere in the neighborhood of fifteen or twenty. And how many probably. of them stayed stayed with you? About eighty percent of them over that time stayed with us. So you learned something. Your culture, the people back in the company, uh, they learned a lesson too. That hey, you know what? These values 
we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna live by these these core values and okay. and and they and they and the message was you know we, we don't care how strong people are in, in, in delivering profits to us right we need to make sure we live by these core values our trust our customers aren't going to trust us our teammates aren't going to trust mm-hmm. that we that we they really mean anything right so it's curious that we had uh, out of this adversity that your company faced uh, the choice between profits and values uh, making the value choice it's uh, in- interesting to talk about how the culture got reinforced then wow we could do this absolutely. absolutely and that was a big big boost to your company it was a big boost and what we learned is we're going to hire for these core values and we are going to fire if, if by these core values um, and if people come on board they're going to know how seriously we are in these and some people will choose not to work for us that's okay some people will get weeded out in 30 days or 60 days. That's okay. But the people who are going to stay with us in the long run are going to understand that these are serious values that we live by. So and what happened to that guy? Boy, that, that, that guy is about two and a half years later, probably two years later, he, he, you can see he was really straightening his, his life out. And, and within two and a half years later, which is only a little over a year ago, he came back to work with us and, and our team. Wow. And, and he, took a, he took probably half, he probably got paid initially half as much as he could have made anywhere else. Wow. All right, half as much, and he and he came back to work in our organization because that's where he wanted to be, and 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 since then his value has gone through the roof. I mean, he, he's he's back to where he was in value and and what the money he makes, and and his culture in our company is amazing. Our organization is amazing. He's a leader now, and people look at him like, wow, that person. Oh wow, because he's, he's changed too. He loves God. He's 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 a strong his his this. This partner that he gained in this time, mm-hmm. uh, approximately a year after uh, leaving us, um, is an amazing uh, force. Uh, you know, she, oh, the she, strength of a good woman. And he's inspiring everybody around him. What I like about this story is that it so clearly portrays the choice. Sometimes we think that um, money is very important, and other times we're called to make a decision that is doing the right thing. So you've set a perfect example of the company today, okay? Now, what led to that going back in time? A lot, of, a lot of things led to that, and I look at the decades that we've been in business. I, you know, I look at this as a, we're a 37-year uh, overnight success, right, <laughs> in this organization. And, and in that, you know, 37 years, we've experienced a lot of up and ups and downs. And, and initially, you know, the first 10 years, it was all about just work ethic and working hard. Well, we're talking about you now, though. Yeah, yeah. Your personal faith journey. Tell us about yeah. your personal faith journey going back in time. Sure. And, and, and the first decade, there's not a lot of faith there except the example of faith I had with an amazing, amazing wife, the woman I married. Oh. She had all the. She she was. A, she's a strong Catholic Christian woman, and she in her life has never varied from this faith at a bit. Um, you know, she, she's. Uh, She's always prayed the rosary. She, she's, uh, you know, she, she's, she's, she's always honest. She's never been anything that perfectly honest. Um, I can't get her to even fib, right? That, that's that's how she is. She won't even fib for for five seconds. It's not. not so you'll pull a practical joke and fib a bit, and, and she'll set you straight. She messes it up every time. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't fib to my kids for more than five or six seconds before she told them the truth. So well, that tells me too. You had an honest relationship with her from the beginning. Well, nothing but. I mean, she she wouldn't accept anything otherwise. And mm-hmm. I, and I and I learned that it's not worth it to, to have any otherwise. So so you got your wife over here as got this strong faith you're working your head off mm-hmm. yeah I, I looked at her and say hey, that's you know she's got this faith thing going on she's got that covered 
Mm-hmm. Right? I can work seven days a week and, and, and I can be the responsible father, husband and father that brings brings home the, the bacon and, and hopefully someday can afford to send our kids to colleges that we her and I didn't go to. And and so that was my that was I was on a mission, right, to work hard and, and she was good with that mission for the first six, seven years of our marriage and at one point, you know, she she said, you know, honey, if you can't take a day off a month to come to church with us, I might have an issue with this. I, I really, I get that you, I appreciate your hard work, but we need you to start start paying attention to what we do on Sundays. And Sounds so, like she was very patient with you. Yeah, you know. And But yeah. something was rising up inside of her where she, she spoke about this. Absolutely, and I, and I and I took it seriously. I could see what she was serious about this, right? And she didn't she didn't give me any ultimatums at this point, but I could see they're probably coming. <laughs> if, if something didn't change, so I, so I started taking a, a Sunday off a month, and uh, within a few months, we, we realized this is this is pretty nice. And, and my you know my business didn't go away. I, I could still do some things after after church or before church sometimes, and and all that. But eventually, it became every Sunday. I'd spend I spend Sundays with the family and go to church and. Probably took me another seven, eight years before I started really, you know, loving, you know, liking the faith a lot, and understanding where her her moral compass came from and, and why she was so strong. And, and eventually, you know, more and more, I was like, gosh, I, I want to get a little more of this. So, so we, uh, you know, continued continue to think about these things. And, and but you know, when, when she married me early on, I, I, I was a I was a ditch digger. I mean, I I, I was a uh, rough kind of a rough kid, rough guy. I worked hard, but I but I. Uh, I, I wasn't one that that uh, um, was 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 easy uh, easy to work around for my team. I wasn't one that had any 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 real uh, values at, at work when I first started my business. But but I was I, I was I knew that because I had no education, I needed smart people around me. So I trusted people in a bigger way than my competition probably. So I looked for people around me that could do things that I couldn't do, whether yeah. it be. Whether it be uh, you know people that can work for me that are better mechanics than me, or people that could work for me that were more organizationally strong in accounting than me. Um, so early on, as as this you know the, the, this startup business guy mm-hmm. that was kind of a rough guy, a ditch digger that we that what I was called, um, I realized I wasn't the smartest person in, in, in about any room I ever walked well, into. Well, you weren't thinking about it this way, but that's a very godly thing to have the people around you, to still have respect for the people around you and not just run over them, so to speak. Well, I can look back and say, you know, I, I, would, I love people, and at the, even, you know, always love people. And I can look back and say that was that, that God guided me, in my opinion, to trust and like and love people, right? Um, but uh, but selfishly, I, I knew that I was I was uneducated, so I needed yeah. good people around me. And if and if I didn't love them, they probably weren't weren't going to want to you know work with me and, and love this industry I was in. So yeah, and you weren't uh, educated in your faith either. Yeah. So so then you started to go to church uh, once a month, and then then what happened? Yeah, so I started going to church once a month, and and you know and reading the Bible with my wife, uh, and 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 starting to understand more about where this Catholic faith came from and stuff, and and uh, uh, still not, you know, I was probably in a on a one to ten scale. I was probably a four at that point, right? Kind of, okay. kind of liking it, but not thinking, oh, you know, it's not. I don't have to talk about this, and I don't have to. I don't have to, uh, you know, build core values and, and and guide my business by this, right? Probably didn't think at all that that should be the case. 
Um, and, and so uh, eventually, you know, it came the came the the ninety the nineties. Well, a, a friend of yours asked you. Well, that was actually because so, so that was the nineties, but it was a four. And then oh. the two thousands came about. In the two thousands, I we had some struggles in our business, and and that had some had some 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 tough times where we you know had, had times where we almost lost everything, and and uh, and, and through that times we had, got back to working harder, and, and and you know Cheryl and I had my wife and I had had some challenges in our personal life because I was back to working and focused on that to try and get back on track financially. And, and we did, right? And, and eventually a friend of mine had seen the str- kind, of, kind of that I wasn't as fun-loving maybe. He saw something in me. He, we're going to church with him, Butch, and, and, and Butch saw, somehow saw that I wasn't maybe as fun-loving, wasn't as, as passionate about things going on in church or my, even my personal life, right? Tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Gary, I got I got a, a, something I want to sponsor you in, you know." And I, I'm thinking, sponsor me a business, you know, some type of business group, maybe or something, right? And and uh, he's going, "No, I, I'm, I've got something I'm going to sponsor you, and if you just trust me, I, I, I'm going to I'm going to sponsor you in this in this three day retreat." And still, I'm thinking more business probably, but uh, he says, no, "I'm going to drop you off at this three day retreat, and you just got to trust me." And I said, Butch, man, I love you. I, I, I trust you. So go ahead, go ahead and throw it at me. He goes, I'm going to tell you that it's called Curcio, and, and, uh, and I think you, you need it in your life right now. And I said, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm, I'm in, Butch. If you think I, I, this is something that will work for me, Butch is a strong business guy, strong, strong leader in the Catholic Church, in our church, uh, great example of a, of a great man. So sure enough, Butch drops me off uh, off of this little school in Oregon, Illinois, and and uh, you know there's pads set up all over the place, and there's a chapel set up in a in a little uh, you know gym like uh, part of the building or cafeteria, and and uh, there's uh, you know 50 or 60 you know guys from all ages that, that are there for this three day deal, and you're broken up into forums and and then and group group settings for for group talks from great priests and and, and great people sharing their experiences. Well, I mean, it, in that th- in those three days, I, I I really really became appreciative and had had more gratitude than ever of, of this Catholic faith that that I that I'd been uh, mentored into by my wife, right? And 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 at that point, I I wanted to learn more about my Catholic faith, and and, and my wife always is there for me. But then I you know paid attention and well, would you say that it was a graced time that your heart was opened up, that you had a greater desire to know God, understand God, and the heritage of your faith. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it was a time where you know you saw all all these different men of different different uh, statuses. Let's say, right? Uh, the plumber, the dr- truck driver, the the person out of work, the executive, the CEO. Okay. All with 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 the same issues, right? All had yeah. their own problems. All had their 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 own sins that yeah. they've had before. All admitting their their sins, all admitting their issues, and all asking for forgiveness, right? Okay. So so through that, it was like, wow, you know, I, I I've got I'm no different than anybody else. Okay. We all we all got that, that, that these consolation issues. too. Yeah, and, and 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 it was all about then understanding where this faith had come from and why we why we're forgiven for these sins that we've had in the past, right? And 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 nobody is uh, nobody's going to hide from these things. So right? so a lot of times you go through an experience like that. And uh, it has a working inside yourself. Um, what happened at work then? Well, I mean, so before this time, we had some core values, right? But we didn't live by them. We didn't. We didn't. Uh, I, I didn't. I, I thought I lived by them, right? But I, but I probably didn't in many cases. I, I know I didn't in many cases. You know, follow through with them as much as I should have. So. Of course, nobody else is going to either, right? They didn't see me living these values. Nobody else is. They're, they're on the wall, and they look pretty for a customer to see, maybe, right? 
but for everybody to recite them wasn't going to happen. This is uh, this is you know late 2000s, uh, 2008, 9, 10, okay. somewhere in there. Um, but but at this time, I'm like, wow, we, we have to really we have to we have to solidify the, these values and really kind of start living by them and talking about them more. And we and that's that was the beginnings of really 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 living by it, trying striving to live by them. Anyway. Okay, so you brought this into your business and you were uh, trying to live them in your business. You try to actually incorporating them in in your work life. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, we needed a, we needed some type of moral compass in our businesses because I realized we had some selfishness, me included, right? Some some pride, pride that that we should can't have to grow our business. And again, my, I wasn't uh, free of that myself. I can go back and tell you times of pride that hurt me in business too, right? So all these things that we knew we had, that we, that we, I wanted to go I wanted to go by the wayside. So. Um, so, so at this time, not only not about ten, you know, ten years ago, did we did we, we solidify this, but we also realized that you know we, we were giving already. Cheryl and I, Cheryl was always a giver, always trying to give away more money than we made. You know, hey, hey honey, can we donate to this? Hey, babe, I would like I'd like to I'd like to participate and start this organization, Casa of McHenry County, and she did. She was on the original board for Casa. Hey, honey, I, I, we need to we need to help and, and support this with you know money. And, and, and a charitable outreach was a dimension of Cheryl's life, always, and you were supporting it as always, well. She always was, and, and sometimes we'd give too little over the year, and we look back, and other times we say, "Wow, we gave a little too much. We didn't make any money. We gave more than we made." Right? Um, so we had unorganized giving at the time, okay. and, it was, and it was quiet giving. You know, Cheryl believed that you don't talk about giving, okay. and I, I kind of went along with as much as I could. But I, I like to brag once in a while, right? <laughs> so for me, it wasn't easy. So, so eventually, we, we studied this thing called uh, uh, corporate res social responsibility with a group of CEOs and business owners. This is uh, to, you know about 10, 12 years ago, and 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 in studying this thing, Cheryl and I both, we I, I said, honey, it, it says we're supposed to talk about this giving thing, <laughs> and if we start a foundation, we can actually be more organized in the giving, and we can talk about it, and I could brag a little bit, and 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 our our team members will have a purpose as we do, besides us, they'll have a purpose because they're going to be here raising money and, and building business that's going to feed this foundation and this, this mission we can be on. Um, our Again, consistent with your core values. Consistent with our core values. And, and our customers can see this selfishly, right? Our customers can see this and they might want to do business with us more because we're a giving organization, right? Well, we got to brag, honey. And she's like, ah, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess that's what this says, right? Okay. So sure enough, we started the foundation about 2007, 2008, and that, that foundation has grown in a, in a big way, and it's a sustainable foundation today. We give three to five percent of our profits to the foundation. We have a board, and you know Cheryl was the leader of that board. Um, my daughter Janelle and Cheryl both today are leaders of the board. Then we have board members from all different facets of our business, from the labor force, the management, um, to spouses of, of of our team members, right? And and they are and, and a large portion of our team members and our businesses give their time uh, on weekends, sometimes after work, sometimes work days, to support causes they believe in. So some of our listeners may not know, but the tax aspects of it are are what? Well, yeah, I mean, so when we think about the, the foundation, if we if we have a hundred thousand dollars that we can take in profit, mm -hmm. you know, Cheryl and Gary Rabine or the, the 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 stockholders that take the distribution, right? We'll have about fifty-five thousand dollars left over of that hundred right now. Maybe maybe sixty, depending on how they're taxed, right? Mm -hmm. Fifty fifty-two to sixty thousand dollars left over. If it goes to the foundation, one hundred thousand, all one hundred thousand dollars go to that cause, right? 
So that's a pretty pretty neat thing, right? Okay. You have way so more money. So a fully burdened cost of um, the um, Social Security, everything, as opposed to uh, no taxes and just direct, like an expense Correct. of a business is a dollar for a dollar. Dollar for a dollar. So, so again, that, that that's, feels pretty good. Now, instead of taking this this fifty-five or sixty thousand uh, dollars, you know, I would say fifty-two to fifty-five thousand dollars at normal normally. Hundred thousand dollars goes right to the cause, not to our pockets, and that and that feels pretty good. So we've been doing that for the, for this amount of time. We've got a great we got a great uh, golf outing we do every year, the Great Bright Group Foundation, as well as um, so we raise a little bit of money from the outside. Every year, our vendors come to our golf. Many of our vendors come to the golf outing. We don't twist any arms. Every year, it gets bigger and bigger. Our golf outing. And so it started out, it raised, you know, five or 10,000 the first time, and then 30,000, then 50,000, 100,000. And so today, our, our foundation golf outing raises probably 20% of, of the annual, 25%. Sometimes, sometimes if we don't make any money for the year, it raises 80% of, of, of what we get to our foundation. So the foundation currently today, though, has become a sustainable foundation. Our goal is to give a million dollars a year to the causes we believe in eventually. And, and Could we, we uh, sidetrack right here for just one second and talk about uh, the employees that you're hiring? What are you finding in terms of your employees and how they view this corporate responsibility? So I have the, I have the blessing to be able to speak about this subject you know, fairly often in, in groups, and, and I love it because it, it's a, I, I'm so confident that if you build a company, I don't care if your company is a is able to put $100 into a foundation or $100 million in a foundation annually, you will create a better culture for your teammates, a better culture your customers want to do business with, and, and you will do better. I mean, you, you can't give away 100% of your profits, of course. No. But if you take a reasonable amount of money, and I don't know, I, I, I see companies give 2% of all their profits to 15% and 20% of all their profits, depending on the type of business they have to a, a cause or a foundation, right? And no matter what that is, if, if, it's, if it's organized and it's sustainable and, and, and you're giving to causes that your teammates and your, and, your, and your customers truly believe are good causes, your community believes that you're a good cause, you, it's a win, it's a big win. And, it's, and a, it's a satisfying thing within every human being who has an innate need of relatedness to other people to uh, help those who have something less than they do. And so you're satisfying that. Would Absolutely. you say that that's true? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, I believe that you're, you're creating the why. Why people want to do business with you. Another mm -hmm. why. Hopefully it's beyond that, but it's another why people might do business. It's another why why people might come to work. I'm confident today, 10 years later, that we have people in our, in our business all over the place that, that work for us for less and we want we want to be the higher payer of, of salaries and bonus and all that, but we're we're not always right. I'm confident we have many people who can make more money in other places than the Rabine Group that stay here because they like the why. They like they like why they're here. They like why we're making a profit. One of the things that I've known about your company is that I remember one time one of the employees said, "You know what I love about this company is that they give you your head. Uh, they let us do." what we think we can do. Yeah, we got to work hard at what it is, but um, that philosophy of really believing that the joy of doing good work, you trust that in the people, and so you're, you're drawing people who become engines of this you philosophy. Know we, we, I'm telling you, Jeff, we, do, we are very confident that we're, that we're recruiting and gaining people that, that are here to serve, not just themselves, right? 
They're wow. here, they're here, here that to serve. That is fabulous. And, and, you know, there and, and and many of them, and I don't ask who, who's what, but but they, you know, I have good relationships with a lot of our teammates, right? Most of them have some type of moral compass based on their faith, right? So how would you tie this all up then in terms of, um, uh, you know, you mentioned a book that you read. Yeah, so, so when I think about our teammates, they're here to serve each other, you know, our customers first, and, and then our teammates second, and stockholders okay. probably last, right? Okay. They're here to serve these three things. And in and, and, and doing that, they're serving the community with their foundation. So it's, okay. they all understand and love serving. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and there's, a, there's a book, it's uh, Jesus Christ CEO. Um, it was written maybe 20 years ago that I read back, oh, golly, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. And, that and kind of coincides. Does that, did that coincide with the Carcillo? Uh, yeah, probably thing? not. Probably around the same time. About the same time. Maybe, so the yeah. grace of God was working to uh, fill your knowledge with more of an understanding of your faith, and another person who had applied it in business, and so that was uh, a solidification for you of the the things that you're doing today, in part. Well, again, and when I read this book, right, it was all about how this one person, all he did, all he did is he didn't, he didn't think about profits, right? He was not to make, make he was, he was there to serve everyone he met, and, and, and he was the best in the world at that in the history of of, of our of, of the earth, right? And and think about the oh, our Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. So think about what yeah. he, he did to change the world, the direction of the world. By only doing that one thing, just serving better than anybody else ever had. Not before. a selfish act in them. So again, if, if in business we have that same mentality, that's you know the book says this, and it's pretty pretty uh, basic if you think about it, right? The best. So our goal in, has been for the last probably 15 years is to try to be world class at whatever we do, right? And at that time, I didn't realize the, 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 how this correlates, right? But again, if we can serve our customers in each business we own, right? Every each business we operate, if we can serve them better than anybody else in the world. Boy, we're going to be top one percent, and we're going to be world-class businesses, right? In in our space, and and if you strive to do that every day, profits are going to come. Great people are going to want to be on your team, and great customers are going to want you to serve them, right? So so it's it's it seems kind of simple, and it's not it's not easy, but it is kind of simple. Well, I'm so glad it. we started out with that story of the challenge of doing the right thing versus doing the profitable thing, because it it comes down to it takes faith. You have to have faith, and so in that way you're unusual. And so the faith, your faith journey, has set you up to be continue to grow in this regard. Is there any tip that you would like to give to our audience uh, about uh, uh, what they might do? Well, I mean, what what I the tips I give, okay, when when it comes to serving better than anybody else in the world in the business we have, and that's the goal of every business we have, right? From the startups, we have a business that started up a year ago. It's doing very well. To the to our old 37-year-old overnight successes, right? The parking lot paving company, uh, Raybine Paving or Raybine America, right? If they strive to differentiate stronger than anybody else in, in the world, differentiation, right? Okay. If you think about all these business terms, yes, right? It's just, they're they're all terms that create service, great service and servant leadership, right? Mm-hmm. So differentiation, how do you differentiate? Well, you strive to do things that nobody else does in, in, in the world, so your customers recognize you as serving them better and different mm-hmm. than everybody else in the world, mm-hmm. right? Now, when, when, it, when it comes to, uh, uh, to using technology, right? Technology is something that, you know, you can take it now or leave it, but if you don't, if you don't embrace it, you're going to be left in the dust. 
And technology, if it's embraced to serve better, I believe we're going to be rewarded by by our, our our faith, our Lord, right? If we if we embrace technology, right, and we and we do it for the right reasons, we're going to be mm-hmm. rewarded. Mm-hmm. Do it for the wrong reasons, we're not. And, and so I, my my thing is, you know, differentiate or die. Is I really believe that if you don't differentiate yourself, you're not you're mm-hmm. not going to serve your customers at the highest mm-hmm. level, right? And I believe complacency kills, right? And complacency kills because if you get complacent and you think that, you know what, we're the best, we're mm-hmm. great. Well, what's that? That's pride, right? Mm-hmm. Complacency is pride and, mm-hmm. and, and pride and complacency is going to kill you. Mm-hmm. So complacency kills, in my opinion, and it's differentiate or die. Those are the you know, two things I think about all the time. If I'm personally complacent, I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be bad at things I do, whether it's relationships, whether it's business, whether it's philanthropic, right? Um, so, and the, the thing about it is, is that if innate psychological needs are satisfied, it leads to increased motivation and increased well-being. And um, when you talk in terms of operating in an area of meaningful expansion for yourself. In your story, what I love about it is from the beginning, you realize that not everything were you, 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 you strong in. And so an accountant is his area of meaningful expansion for himself is the numbers. And that philosophy within the company is so godly because it permits the people to grow in their area of meaningful expansion for themselves. And yet it's a relatedness because you're all together and the competence, the third the third innate psychological need that's satisfied is what you're calling world class. In other words, you're trying to 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 get better in that. What are the three uh, things that you try to do with your parking lot, uh, your, uh, your your concrete and asphalt business? Yeah. So for, for you know for us, we want to we want to be the, the most productive in this space because okay. production saves our customers money. Right. If we can if we can pave a, a distribution center or a Walmart parking lot, let's say five times, ten times faster than anybody else, we're going to save them a lot of money and a lot of heartache. And in doing it that fast, that actually that actually translates to quality also. Because if you, okay. in our industry, concrete asphalt, the faster you can do it, yeah. you have less cold seams and right. less problem areas. Okay, yeah. and, and then if you can pave it that fast, the next challenge is safety. Can you be mm-hmm. safe? Okay, guess what? With the right technology, right processes, you can be way safer than anybody paving it that fast as well. So, so our goal is to be the, the, the fastest at what we do, the highest quality at what we do, at what we do and the highest safety at what we do. And we've, you know, in some of our businesses, we're there. And we, but that doesn't mean we're complacent there. We've got to constantly improve or we won't be there very long. In other of our businesses, we're striving to be there. We're striving. It's right? a great place to work because um, you're covering, you're caring about the people and the people are wanting to give back. And would you say that the you you people are all different faiths in your organization? Would you say that the people feel as if they can um, live that which they value the most in your organization? Uh, yes, definitely. I mean, I, I I think that they can shoot. Number one. People in our organization who live by our core values have some sense of moral compass. Mm-hmm. How they get that, it may, it may be the type of faith they have. It may be the upbringing they had, right? Um, faith it makes that easy, I think, right? In my opinion, it makes that easy. So we probably have more people mm-hmm. that have faith in their, in their lives. Um, and, and, I, and I believe that with that, they find their passion somewhere. In, in these in the businesses, whether they're a great accountant, whether they're great they're a great estimator, salesperson, uh, uh, run, you know, run a paver uh, at, the, at the highest level, um, 
I believe that faith brings passion as well for what you do. And, and you, if you don't recognize a passion, a passion for what you do, you're probably going to find something else. Right? You know, Gary, I think that uh, God knew what he was doing when he put you in charge of this business. But I think Cheryl knew. I don't want to say she knew first. Your wife knew first. But she, she has been such an influential um other people, you have permitted other people to make an influence in your life. And of course, you love your, your dear wife, Cheryl. Sure. And you've been through a lot of uh, physical um, issues and, um, and, and, and that has just brought you closer together. And so at this point in time, I know you both as a humble couple, like giving yourself to the Lord. I think you won, didn't you win, win an award recently? Yeah, you know, we've we've got, we've got there's a bunch of awards out there with our names on it. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we 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 have been blessed to be the one of the best places to work by by the you know the best and brightest of companies to work for in the country. We've been listed uh, last couple of years in, in the nation as one of the top companies to work for. Um, I think it's the top 100 in the country. Um, for year, you know, years before that, it was in the region, and now it's the country. So we're, you know, and that's that's an award that our, our team members vote on. They, they're the ones that answer all the questions. So so that's an award that we're proud of because it's not about it's not us, you know, telling them how to answer anything. We couldn't have won. We couldn't even, we wouldn't even listed in the top 1,000 in, in our town in, in the town in the Chicagoland area 20 years ago, probably. Right? I, I say probably, but I'm I'm pretty accurate in saying that. Um, and now in the top the top 100 of the country, and it's again, there's thousands and thousands of companies that 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 that, that they um, survey for that. And and today we're we're, we're consistently blessed. And your Catholic there. faith has recognized you too recently with an award, haven't they? Catholic faith is recognized for award, and and, it, and it's and the the award is is how we give back to the community. Um, okay. Yeah, and, and, and philanthropically. You know, well, Gary, it's been great talking to you. Is there anything that you want to say that you felt you haven't said yet? Um, you know what? Uh, you know, the only thing I would say is, is uh, I, I believe that you know, if if we have strong strong faith, and I think the Catholic faith is the best, in my opinion, the best faith, right? But we have strength in a, in, in our faith. Um, we we love sharing it, and in sharing it and sharing our faith, we share our lives with others, right? I believe that the, the if we have success in life, in our faith, our family, our our, our businesses, right? We need to share it. So I believe in mentorship, and I have fun with mentorship. And, and uh, anybody that, that um, has had the blessings of success in any of these things, in their faith, in their family, in their, in their, in their business, right, should share as much as they possibly can, right? Because if they share it, it's going to equate to more, hopefully. More success, more positivity, more, more people of faith, right? And so um, I, I would just say that, that it's fun to share experiences, and you're, the, you're one of the best at this, Jeff, and uh, you and I become friends because of that, right? And, and so I, I just believe that if we share the, the, the good things in our life and, and the tough times as well, mm-hmm. right, we're all going to realize that, man, this, this is a pretty cool world to be in. We've got all, these, all, these, all this connectivity because of our faith, because of the things we experience every day. So, so there we've heard it from Gary Rabine of Rabine Group. And Gary, you've started your own uh, podcast. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, so, so our, my podcast is Ditch Digger CEO. And it's based on a story in high school, and I... I, I told my friends I wasn't going to college, and, and all of them were at the time you know, around a table, and, and, and all of them were talking about the college they were going to. And, and I said, I'm, I graduated. I just made the top 75% of, the cl- of my class. 
I'm probably not going. I think I'm going to start my own business in landscaping or paving or something like that because that's what I'd been doing in, uh, throughout high school. And uh, the, the front friend laughed at me and said, so you're going to be a ditch digger. He goes, the world needs ditch diggers, Ray Bonnie. And so, uh, so uh, you know, they, he said really loud around the rest of these kids. He said, uh, so Ray Bynes gonna be a ditch digger and laughed about it, right? <laughs> so anyway, that that's that, that's how the name came about. That was kind of a, a chip on my shoulder I had back then, right? You know, as I started my in business and and all that, I had this chip on my shoulder, like I'm gonna show my friends when they get out of college in four years, six years, whatever it is that I'm going to be way ahead of them when it comes to you know, business acumen, when it comes to finance. Finance, I'm not going to have the debt that they have. So again, that's where it started from. But the Ditch Digger CEO concept is basically I'm, I'm interviewing people that, that, I've, that, I, that I like, interviewing people that, I, that have been super successful, serving an industry that, that, that they're top, top of the top of it. And so, so you know, they interviewed some great people that are all the best of the best in their, in their industries. And it all started, most of them all started with basically nothing, right? And how they get to be so good. Serving others, right? Tell and us what, what one guy is actually your nephew, Jimmy John. So, <laughs> and Jimmy John's story is awesome, right? And I, I have other stories like mine he, and Jimmy he John's. He makes a great sandwich and his impeccable attention to detail. I mean, oh my gosh, it's, it's great. Absolutely. Uh, one of so, the best ever. So um, your friends are these people who are successful. And what's cool about that? is that a person through you, they can learn about business, but and they also can learn about faith. So I really thank you for taking the time to talk about where, your, where work meets faith. And if nothing else, this shows that you can be successful and have faith. I appreciate you having me do this. It's always fun. It's always fun just being with you anyway. So thanks. Thanks, Gary. Have a great day.